I know you've heard it before. I know it had long-term effects on your mental health and the perception of yourself. Growing up as a black girl in a capitalistic, predominantly white world is hard. And when we speak up about it, you know, we're always told to hush or that we're being difficult or that we just are, you know, troubled. But I feel like now, you know, in 2022, people are finally standing up for themselves and just saying what they've been feeling for years because we don't care anymore. Like, there comes a point to where enough is enough. And enough is enough, you know? Let's stop projecting generational traumas to our children and start embracing who we are. Embracing loving our race. And the reason why I'm very open about this is because I am a prime example of being brainwashed. Growing up with a traditional family really had everlasting effects on the way I viewed myself. And I was always naturally rebellious and I didn't like when people told me what to do or how to dress or act a certain way. And, you know, when you grow up, you're taught certain mannerisms and, you know, taught to follow these standards to please your family. And when your morals and actions and values stand out or don't align with the standards that your family has set for you, they are going to see you as a troublemaker or you know, rebellious. And that happened to me. So I'm going to get a, go into a little more depth about that. Um, let's talk about relaxers. I, I think every single black girl, whether you be mixed, um, dark, light, whatever, I don't care. Every black girl has had a relaxer. Not all, not, not all of us, but... Majority has had, majority of us have, you know, had a relaxer, whether we were young, whether we were a teenager, or, you know, just, we've had one. And what's so traumatizing to a black girl at that age is that they feel as if this is how they're supposed to look and this is how they should look. And, you know, you are conditioned at a young age. So that's what you've known. So when you grow up, those insecurities are going to follow with you as an adult. And I'm speaking from personal experience. I still have insecurities as an adult, whether it's wearing my natural hair out or whether 
you know, my edges aren't done. And I'm not saying you sh- there's anything wrong with having a relaxer or having your edges done. But I think it is an issue when we get, you know, looked down upon or belittled if we don't always have a wig on or we don't always have our edges laid. Like, even if we're going to the grocery store, oh, she doesn't have her hair done. Like, why does it matter, you know? Whereas it's okay if someone with a finer hair texture can have their hair looking like they just got out of bed and it's it's acceptable in society versus a black woman, you know, having one small, you know, issue with her hair, it's considered her hair not being done. And I think that's that's not it's not I'm not saying it's not fair, but it's just I don't know. I think what I'm trying to say is that it's an unequal double standard. And when you implement the idea that our hair has to be straight or it has to be braided or it has to be, you know, or we have to have a wig on, is conditioning us to believe that our natural hair is not acceptable. And I feel like a lot of black women are finally breaking out of the stigma of that. And that's awesome. I love seeing that. And I'm slowly but surely breaking out of that as well because I never thought I was pretty with natural hair. I never thought I was pretty unless my hair was straightened. Never thought I was pretty unless, you know, I had braids in or I just always had to have my hair done. And let's not get into how if our hair isn't done or straight, it's considered unprofessional. And people will literally refuse you to a job if your hair does not look, in quotes, professional to them. I think that we've come a long way, but there's still lots of work that needs to be done because it's still a reoccurring issue. And I see it on the internet, I see it in person, and it disgusts me. They treat us as if, you know, we're like some different kind of being. And it's like, why? Because our hair texture is different? That's absurd to me. No one else is going to understand except for the black woman. So if you do not carry these traits, this podcast does not apply to you. Feel free to listen to any of my other podcasts because those apply to everyone. But this one is specifically for, you know, black woman. (laughs) Um, But I feel like it's not talked about enough. And I've had black women, you know, they understand, you know, they understand what it's like to feel like an outcast. And 
it's so traumatizing, especially if, let's say you love your natural hair and you go to a PWI, whether it's an institution, a college, or just, it can be grade school for all I care, school in general. When you grow up around people that don't look like you, and not all of them are racist, but let's say they are racist, it can make you feel, you know, less of a person. And that's so negative. That's such a negative environment to be in. Like, I know it's good to have a great education, but when you put your child in an institution where no one looks like them, it's setting them up for self-hatred. And I'm a prime example. I grew up going to PWIs my whole life, and it caused me to have low self-esteem because I would always question, oh, why didn't guys like me? Why was I never picked? Why didn't people want to be friends with me? And it's simply because of the fact that I am black. And I never realized that till I grew up and, you know, I realized some of my so-called friends were racist. And not all of them are. Not, not, I'm just going to be straight up. Not every white person is racist, okay? There are some genuine people out there. But... You can tell when they are. And it took me a while to realize that. And I've had, you know, white people come up to me and say, like, oh, my parents are racist. They tell me not to hang out with black people or they tell me not to bl- or date them. And I'm like, wow, okay. And it makes me, you know, at first I used to be upset, but then I started to pity them because I'm like, wow, like, They just don't know, you know, and that's the unfortunate reality of our society is that we're still living in times to where we can't look past a skin color and there's so many stereotypes and stigmas that are still being applied to us every day that make it harder for us to get far in life because other people always have an advantage. My mother always told me, you are set back in this world because one, you are a woman, and two, you're black. A black woman will be the most unappreciated, least respected individual in America because this world runs on white capitalism, male capitalism at that. So you can only imagine Black women are so strong. So if you're a black woman and you're successful in kicking it today, I am so proud of you. I am. Um, Because it's not easy and we really have to be strong for ourselves. We do. It's not easy being a black woman. And... Speaking of being strong for ourselves, one thing, this is going into another topic, but I guess I'm going to name this the pros and cons, not even pros and cons, just, you know, the struggles of a black woman. (laughs) So I'm guess embracing the struggles of a black woman. Another struggle. So the first one, I guess, was going to be hair. Secondly, I'm going to say mannerisms 
growing up, I was always taught that, you know, I should look and act a certain way. So I'm just going to be honest. I was slut shamed as a child. Um, I don't like saying that, but it's the blatant truth. And it's because I was wearing things that were a little bit short or, you know, I just didn't really have anyone to really guide me, but I didn't know any better. I was like, what, 12 maybe? And I was always taught to sit like this and eat like that and not do this. So basically I was programmed, I was brainwashed into thinking that, you know, acting different would be my downfall. And naturally they were trying to make me think I was better than people, but I was never like that. I was never like that. And when they when you're thrown into a PWI, it can change who you are as a black person. Especially if that's all you've known. Now, it's different when you've grown up in an environment with other black women and, you know, black friends. And then you change schools and you're like, okay, this is a huge cultural difference. And it can make you very uncomfortable. And, you know, people always used to say to me, oh, my God, you're so white for a black girl or you talk so proper or you're so pretty for a black girl. I just want to say immediately those are not compliments at all. Those are not, if anything, they're insults. And if they say that to you, they're not your friend. They don't they don't have your best interests at heart. Are they bad people? Not necessarily. I'm just saying they don't have your best interests. So. And the sad part is, is that I used to think of that as a compliment, you know, and because I used to crave that validation from people that weren't for me or of my own ethnicity, it caused me to change the way I acted and looked to appease them. And I wish I didn't. But, you know, you live and you learn. So if you're a young black girl listening to this and you relate to everything that I'm saying and you feel as if no one understands you and you feel lost, I'm here to tell you it's okay. It's not easy being a black girl in today's society. It's not easy loving yourself and embracing your natural state in today's society, especially if you're stuck somewhere where you can't really be yourself, you know, because I've gone through that. And the advice I'd give to you right now, if you're listening to this and you're like, wow, like this is low key helping me. The best advice is to stay true to yourself, because if they don't like you for you, they never will. And they probably already don't like you. I'm not trying to be negative. I'm just Take it from my experience. If they already have an issue with you or throw subtle shade or hints at you that they don't like you or microaggressions, they probably aren't for you. And it's best to get out of it early before it progresses and worsens because it can be really...
confusing for your mind. When you grow up with people that don't know your struggle, it can confuse you and it can have you being lost. And it can actually be dangerous in some situations. So just be mindful because you never know who is secretly your enemy. It could be the person closest to you, you know? Now, I have two brothers, and I was talking to my oldest brother. I'm 19, and my oldest brother is 28. I know you weren't expecting me to be 19. It's because I've just matured very early, and I've been through things that no young person should have to experience. And if you have experienced things like that, then my heart is with you, and I'll be praying for you. But I was on the the phone with my oldest brother. Now he works on a television news station in D.C. He works on Fox News for Washington, D.C. So proud of him. And the older I got, the more I understood about how he would, you know, discuss with me how the real world doesn't care about black people. And as the older I got, the more I realized they don't. We always have to work harder or hide our true selves just to get to where we want to because we don't have the upper hand in America. And when I realized that, I look back on my past mistakes and my past relationships and people that I would waste and give all my time and energy to. And I'd be thinking, wow, like I'm giving my energy to people who wouldn't even understand my struggle. Why should I tell people my struggles if they're not going to understand? And once you realize that you'll start attracting or at least, you know, have an idea of what traits you want and the next person that enters your life. I just want you to know that your life is so valuable. Your life is so valuable. And you are the one who gets to invite people into your lives. Do not force yourself to be in anyone's life. Because being in your life is a privilege. That's the the mentality you should have. Anyone who is in my life is privileged. It's not trying to sound better than anyone. It's self-love, all right? Especially as a black woman. Especially. And, whew, man, I just got emotional. Okay, so struggle number three. Um, I'm going to have to say dating, This is going to be a fun topic to discuss. So what does it mean to date as a black woman? So I want you to ask yourself, what do you look for when you're dating? One. Two, what do you usually attract? And three, what do you expect to gain or learn from your relationships? I... Oh boy. So I'm sure we've all dated a lame. (laughs) I don't really like to call them that, but you know, for more 
a more well-known term is a lame or, you know, someone who just doesn't really, not necessarily benefit, but just, you know, help you grow. Someone who's not for you, basically. Um, I've learned a lot from all my previous dating relationships. And although sometimes I do regret it, I'm glad it happened because I learned. And I'm glad I learned early so that when I am successful, like very successful, I won't have to, you know, make those mistakes when I have my own. Because that would be more, I feel like that would be more impactful and devastating to my career. And I feel like this is not talked about enough. Who you date is very, very serious and important. And I'm going to go super in depth about this because who you date is a reflection of you. Anyone in your life is a mirror of you. They are a reflection of what you need to heal, what you should work on, and truly how you feel about yourself. So if you're with someone who, you know, isn't, you know, the best person or doesn't have the best morals or values, take a look at yourself, self-reflect. Do I share the same morals and values with this person? Do I carry myself like this person? Do I not value myself enough to be with this person? And when I got out of my most recent relationship is when I really realized that I clearly did not value myself. I know you've had a person where you would go the extra mile or you would be super kind and it got taken advantage of and you have an unhealthy attachment to them. I'm not saying this is everyone, but if you do, listen up. I know it's hard to let go. I know it's hard to say no. I know it's hard to, you know, be there for yourself when they're all you know and they were your best friend and you just felt as if it was in game. But I'm here to tell you, if you cannot see yourself having a future with this person, if you cannot see yourself inviting this person over to see your family or having kids with this person, let them go. On the other hand, if you do, and you know it's not going to work out right now, but you see potential, don't settle and wait for the potential. Leave, work on yourself, and if it's meant to be, it will happen. If it's not, it won't, but you will learn a lot from it. What do I gain from the relationship? Well, wisdom. (laughs) Um, What you learn can be positive or negative. When discussing the positives, maybe you learn how to um, be independent. Maybe you learn how to... It could be simple as cook. You know, not everyone has 
real life skills. Not everyone was taught that. Maybe you learn how to drive. Maybe you learn how to, I don't know, invest in stocks. Maybe you learn how to sell uh, real estate. I don't know. Who cares? But as long as you learn something to where you know what you want in the next potential partner and what you don't want, that's all that matters because that's why they were in your life. A learning lesson for your soulmate. So, yes, but back to dating. Um, I made the, I wouldn't even call it a mistake. I just, I did not choose the right people. And I regret that now. Um, I have no issue with dating outside of my race. But when I did, it really affected my mental health because, you know, if you date someone and their parents don't like you because of your skin color or you just feel as if you're not really welcomed, it's usually for a reason. They probably are traditional and I'm just telling you now, run. You're setting yourself up for disappointment. I'm telling you now because if you're not comfortable with the family it's just not probably going to work out and the best ability and you know you don't want to ruin their relationship with their family either so it's just best to leave but hey i don't know i've seen some really great relationships that are interracial and i'm so happy for them like that i'm so happy for them um but you can't believe everything you see on social media either. So, <laughs> um, But if you know, if you have a sense of security, safety, and comfort with the person, then you'll know. Okay, let's talk about another struggle. <laughs> um, I wish I had like a Q&A. I might do a Q&A or like a, you know, I don't know like a thread of struggles of a black woman that you'd like to discuss and I'll start talking about them. Guys, feel free to message me at any time you'd like. I'm pretty sure my email is on my podcast. Um, But moving along, here's a good one. Colorism. Colorism is such a huge problem. And... I feel like everybody can be colorist, no matter what ethnicity, age, race, skin color. And I'm going to talk about this. So, you know, there's like the three typical categories that people will put you into, whether it's light skin, dark skin, and then you have brown skins, right? But people don't really talk about brown skins because they're just there. And, you know, I'm brown skin myself. So I understand that struggle. Like you're not too light, but you're not too dark. And I feel like colorism is a huge thing in the black community. I feel like, I really do feel like some friend groups are based on color. And I understand why, because we have different struggles, but I just feel like it creates a divide within the black community. But at the end of the day, we're all black. But you have to realize, especially as a black woman, a light-skinned girl might suffer differently from a dark-skinned girl. I know from my friend's experience and other people's experiences that light-skinned women tend to get treated a little bit better. Why? Because they're seen as whiter. 
and dark-skinned women, I've seen this in real life at hand or hands-on experience. Dark-skinned women do not get treated well. I'm not saying all of them don't, but majority of them, they're less respected. They have to, you know, always look, you know, perfect. Not even perfect. They always have to have a wig on or nails done to be considered remotely attractive. And I think that's sick. Because they're so beautiful and it's sad to see that they feel the need to change themselves to just feel the least bit attractive. And I've seen and heard light-skinned women talk down on girls who have a darker skin tone, which I don't really agree with. And... I feel like that's what creates the divide. It causes envy. It causes secret animosity. And we need to realize that one or two is greater than one. The sooner we learn to come together, the more powerful we are. Because at the end of the day, like I said previously, the least respected individual in our society is a black woman. And... We really need to appreciate one another and be there for each other because only we understand what we go through. No one else will. The black man, sure, but he is not a woman. So I think that's very detrimental to our mindset. And it, you know... There's not really much you can do because it's still going to happen. But, you know, at least the effort to make the change is all that counts. And I would love to talk to other women about this um, because we share similar experiences. So it'd be fun. Now, this isn't necessarily like a universal struggle, but this is just something I'd want to share. Um... When I was younger, I, like, struggled to make friends. And I could literally make friends. Well, I didn't really struggle, but... Actually, no, I didn't really struggle. I could make friends with anyone when I'm not shy. Let's say that. Like, I pick and choose when I want to make friends. When I'm not shy. And when I was younger, I remember I had these girls tell me my mom doesn't want me dating black people, but I can be friends with them. And, you know... At my age, I was probably like 15, so it didn't affect me. And I was just thinking like, oh, okay, like she still likes me. But now that I'm older and I reflect back to that statement she told me, I'm thinking like, why would she say that to me? Why is she comfortable talking about her mom being blatantly racist to me when I'm black? And that gave me some insight about who they were as a person. And... When people show you who they are, believe them. When people show you who they are, believe them. And that's where most of us mess up. Because, you see, here's the thing that God does. He'll give you a glimpse of someone's character. And he's going to test you. All right, I gave her this idea, or I gave her this small 
small revealment. Now, I'm going to ask her, or I'm going to have her use her senses. Is, is she going to take this advice or, you know, this revealment and use it to her own knowledge? Like, oh, okay. If you have an off feeling about someone or a gut feeling like they might be a little fake, it's probably right. Nine times out of ten, your gut feeling is usually right. So if they make like subtle remarks or something and you're like, mm, and it rubs you the wrong way, believe it. When people show you who they are, believe them. And that's happened to me in my prior experiences with people. They'd say some jokes or make jokes about me. And I'd be like, that's not funny. Like, you know those people that make jokes and it's like, I feel like you're not joking? They're probably not. They're just disguising how they really feel about you with a joke. So, I I just think that's important to look out for. Anyways, those are all the struggles I'm going to discuss in this episode. If you guys leave a rating or some comments, I'll actually discuss more struggles or just you know anything that you'd like to discuss let's talk about it because i'd love to but that's all i have to say for today daily reminder that you're beautiful and i love you that's all